one of the topics I've seen pop up on news feeds periodically are articles connected to teaching your kids grit. You ever heard this word, grit? Grit, G-R-I-T, grit. Teaching your kids basically a steadfastness, a courage, uh, a way to go after life. Uh, you can find them. You can search them for, for them online. And the reason they started writing these articles is because they were studying the lives of successful people and looking at the qualities these people exhibited. And one of those qualities, one of the strongest qualities, was these people exhibited grit, that they had this courage, this, this steadfastness, this basically go after it no matter what comes kind of a, a mentality. And we really do need that because we know that we're going to face problems in life, and so we need to have some kind of grit to go after things. Uh, for Shelly and I, I mean, we could go through and, and take a list at some of the challenges we face. Uh, miscarriages, uh, a two-year-old daughter that had high spiking fevers that would lead to febrile seizures, and, and really just general discontentment or discouragement in life. I mean, if we took any time to compile a list, I'm sure we could come up with a number of things. And what about you? Are there things in your life that you would look back upon and say, man, I've really kind of weathered some storms. I've, I've faced some challenges along the way. And what did you do when those storms came? What did you do when you faced challenges? What was your response? Did you feel like your life was out of control? As we continue in Luke chapter uh, 6 today, we're actually going to finish Luke chapter 6, as we continue looking at the teachings of Jesus in his king's speech, he's wrapping up the speech today, what we're going to find there is that you can have an unshakable life by obeying Jesus. You can have an unshakable life by obeying Jesus. And so we want to look at this passage today to see what is entailed in setting up an unshakable life. So if you have your Bibles this morning, I hope you do. I hope you have a Bible. Hey, if you don't have a Bible, there's one in the seat back. Uh, underneath the seat in front of you, you can feel free to take that uh, home. It's a gift from the church. We want you to have God's Word. Uh, but I'm also going to invite you to stand for the reading of God's Word today. We're going to be in Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. We captured this footage. This is the last of the footage from this area of Israel when we visited Israel in June. So if you're new to the church, we took a bunch of people. We went to Israel and, and traversed the land, and we took a pit stop at the place where Jesus shares this speech on site. So I wanted to connect all of these weeks as we went, so we captured scripture reading from that site. So you can see where Jesus shared these words to a massive crowd. So feel free to follow along in your Bible, follow along on the screen. Um, but let's take a look at the scripture passage this morning. So behind me is the hillside where Jesus shares this very important speech, the King's speech. And it's the commissioning service for the disciples. It's the ongoing message that Jesus is going to share throughout the land. It's his invitation for people to become a citizen in the kingdom of God. And here's how he ends his speech. Reading to verse 46 in Luke chapter 6, going through verse 49. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of the house was great. These are the words of God. You may be seated this morning. 
So the first thing we find in the passage is that you can have an unshakable life by knowing Jesus as Lord. You can have an unshakable life by knowing Jesus as Lord. So we've got to start there. Do you know Jesus as Lord? Before you answer that question, maybe it would help to know what the word Lord means. As we define that word, it essentially means to have power. So the word Lord, when we define it, New Testament was written in Greek, common Greek of the day, uh, first century. And when we look at the meaning behind it, it says to have power or to exert strong influence. That's what Lord means. So to know Jesus as Lord is to know his power and for him to have influence on your life. That's to know Jesus as Lord. If you have surrendered your life to him so that he can fill you with his power so that his influence is what's primary in your life. That's what it is to know Jesus as Lord. Knowing Jesus as Lord is to obey what he says. That's an important part. I mean, he says, as we walk through the king's speech, he says, love your enemies. Are we obeying that? Love them by blessing them, praying for them, and giving to them. That's how he defines it. Be merciful as God is merciful by choosing not to judge or condemn. This is part of what he's sharing and what we're supposed to obey. Be forgiving and live a life of generosity. Love God, love others, and do this by telling others about him. These are the commands of Christ. Are we being obedient to that? To know him as Lord is to obey him. So with that in mind, let me ask again. Do you know Jesus as Lord? Do you know him like that? The New Living Translation, it says in verse 46, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? That doesn't make sense, right? You can't call me Lord. You know, best example of this, Peter sitting on a rooftop, book of Acts, we'll get there. But he sees a sheet come down, and God tells him, Jesus says, eat, but it's all these unclean animals. And he says, Lord, basically, Lord, no. Well, you can't do that. You can't say Lord and say no. It doesn't work like that. So do you profess to know Jesus, but settle for less than what he demands in his king's speech? So do you claim to know Jesus, but then act in non-merciful ways? others? Do you claim to know Jesus, but act in judgmental and condemning ways? Do you claim to know Jesus, but refuse forgiveness to others? Do you claim to know Jesus, but live a life that does not display generosity? These are the questions we've got to ask ourselves, because anything else is a life of hypocrisy if we're not living like him. As a citizen of heaven, you have been shown mercy by God. I don't know if you've considered that, You've been forgiven by God. You've been given much by God. So for us now not to display the same qualities, then we're not living like him. So how do we exhibit these kind of qualities? Again, I've said it, but I'm going to say it a thousand times. You can't do it on your own. You've got to live that naturally supernatural life. Jesus can equip you to live like this. And that happens as we abide in him. We have this promise in John chapter 15. He says, abide in me and I in you. So you're not left alone in this. You can't really live out these qualities on your own, but Jesus can equip you to do it. That's where we exhibit his power and influence in our life. Abide in Jesus. And as you abide in Jesus, you start to reflect these qualities where you're poor in spirit. You understand, I need help. You begin to live out these qualities and and you mourn sin. You turn from evil and you never go back to it. You're merciful. 
you're, you see needs and you meet needs. You're meek, you're strong, you're easy to live with. These are all the qualities you start living out, these qualities that Jesus describes. As you abide in Jesus, you're pure of heart. As you abide in Jesus, you're a peacemaker. As you abide in Jesus, you can withstand persecution. These are the qualities that you live out. Now, I do want to be careful here as we conclude this king's speech, we conclude this section, because some people get confused here, that I want to help you understand that Jesus is not simply dispensing wisdom. So let's be careful. He's not simply dispensing wisdom. Jesus is not just a great teacher. Jesus does not teach away wisdom, but the way to knowing God. We've got to be clear here. Jesus does not teach a way of wisdom, but the way to knowing God. There's a big difference. Now, is he wise? Absolutely. But he's dispensing the way of knowing God. So if you want to know God, you want to know Jesus. And not just as a good teacher, but as Lord and Savior. You know, we follow Jesus as our good teacher because he helps us avoid pitfalls. We talked about that last week. But more than that, we need to know him. We need to surrender our lives to him as Lord and Savior. So if you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, if you haven't accepted the invitation you have to follow him, can I encourage you to do it today? The first step to an unshakable life, he says, everyone who comes to me. So the first step is you've got to come to Jesus if you want an unshakable life. So you can have an unshakable life by knowing Jesus as Lord. And you can have an unshakable life by hearing the words of Jesus. You can have an unshakable life by hearing the words of Jesus. That's an important part. Now, I mean, it's great that you're here today because just by being here, you're going to hear the words of Jesus. You heard them read on a hillside from Galilee. So behind me was the, the Sea of Galilee is, or the Lake of Galilee. So you're hearing the words of God just by being here, and that's great. You've heard them there. But there are many who are unwilling to hear what Jesus has to say. I'm sure you've interacted with some of those people. And why? Because Jesus is the unique hub of the Christian faith. He's the mediator between God and man. And this is the offense of the gospel. This, this offense to say there's this exclusive pathway to God, and it's through Jesus. Because we live in a world that says getting after God, finding God, well, it's like a vast interstate system. There's lots of ways to God. But Jesus says very differently. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, that no one can come to the Father but through me. So there are many who are unwilling to hear because they're offended at what Jesus has to say. But what's crazy is he says it because he loves people. He doesn't want you to not know the way. He lays it out to say, I am the way. So come unto me so you can know the way to God. Jesus does not teach a way of wisdom, but the way to knowing God. And if Jesus is the way to knowing God, how can you hear him? There's lots of different ways. You can hear Jesus by reading God's word. Read the Bible. God can speak to you as you're reading. If you open up your Bible in the morning, you're reading through a passage, all of a sudden something jumps off the page at you because why? God is speaking to you through God's word. So we can hear God as we read through the word. This is why I encourage people. So if you're not in the habit of daily reading God's word, can I encourage you? We're going through the book of Luke. Just start by reading a chapter of Luke a day. Start there. And as you read through that chapter, what I encourage people to do is do something called soap. I've talked about it here, but I'll mention it again. Soap is, as you read through that chapter, find one scripture that really stands out to you and write it down. So you need to have a journal by your Bible, write out that scripture, and then you're going to do an observation on it. That's what O is for. So soap is scripture, O is observation. Write something down about it. What, what stood out to you about that? And then A is application. How are you going to apply that verse to your life that day? 
and then pray over it. Pray over that verse. Can you imagine if you have written out a scripture, listed an observation, written down an application, and prayed over that 365 times in a year? How would that change your life? You can hear God's word as you, as you spend time reading the Bible. You can also hear Jesus by spending time in prayer. That's an important part. What happens is you're in your prayer time, and all of a sudden, God brings something to your heart, and it makes it alive. Why? Because he's speaking to your heart in that moment. So you can hear from Jesus as you spend time in prayer. And if you don't know how to pray, I encourage you last week, I'll tell you again this week. Take a prayer guide with you. Start praying through some of those scriptures. God can speak to your heart. And you can also hear Jesus by interacting with people in church. That's part of it. You're visiting with somebody else who's a believer here. All of a sudden, they say something that stirs something within you. Why? Because God is speaking through them into your life. So we hear God's word. We hear truth as we read God's word, as we spend time in prayer, and as we interact with other people in the church. Those are all very important things. So take time every morning to read your Bible. Immerse yourself in that truth. Spend time with other believers on a Sunday morning or in a connect group, because as you do, you have the opportunity to hear from Jesus. You can have an unshakable life by hearing the words of Jesus. And the last point this morning is that you can have an unshakable life by doing what Jesus says. You can have an unshakable life by doing what Jesus says. Once you've heard what Jesus has to say, now it's time to follow in obedience. That's the step. So the question to be asked this morning, as we're reading the the teachings of Jesus, have you simply come to hear or have you come to obey? You need to ask yourself the question, have you only come to hear or have you truly come to obey it? Any disciple who respects Jesus, they should do what he says. I mean, how can a person call Jesus Lord and not do what he says? Uh, How can someone say, Jesus, you're the king, you're the boss, you're right, you're perfect, you're true, and I disagree. You can't do that. That's not to know Jesus is Lord. Every time we follow the evil inclinations of our hearts instead of following Jesus, that's what that action says. I'm going to follow my way instead of following God's way. That's to say I don't know him as Lord. We will all give an account for the life that we've lived. And when the day comes when you and I stand before God, there will be a decisive difference between the person who does the teachings of Jesus and the person who has only heard the teachings of Jesus. We're going to give an account for our lives. I think sometimes we lose sight of that. So what's going to be your answer when you're standing before God? Did you do the words of Jesus or simply hear them? We need to be doers. What is expected of citizens of heaven once they hear? Here's what's expected of citizens of heaven. Citizens obey even when they don't understand. Citizens obey even when they don't understand. You don't try to figure everything out. Citizens are simply willing to follow Jesus. If you have to understand everything about following Jesus before you're willing to commit your life to him, you're likely going to miss Jesus. Citizens obey without having to understand everything. And citizens also obey immediately. Some people, they want to put qualifiers on what they're going to do to follow Jesus. I'm willing to follow Jesus so long as I don't have to move. I've heard that one. I'm willing to follow Jesus in this so long as I don't have to change anything about my life. You don't know Jesus as Lord. You've got to be willing to make changes because the Holy Spirit is sure to start speaking to your heart. Why? Because he's a good God. And he doesn't want you to remain as you are. He wants to make you new. You've got to follow Jesus. The problem with delayed obedience 
is it's disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. The longer you wait to do what Jesus has asked, the less likely it is that you're going to do it. When should you start showing mercy, forgiveness, generosity, obeying the commands of Christ? Right now, today, don't wait. Don't delay your obedience. Obey today. Don't delay. You've heard what's said, what's required as citizens of heaven, so let's follow after it. Let's no longer stay where we were. If you know Jesus is Lord, if you hear what he has to say, what's the promise you have from the Son of God? Here's the promise. Your life will be unshakable. If you come to me, if you hear my truth, if you obey what I say, your life will be unshakable. That's the promise. So let's walk through those three things. Those are basically the three points. First part, you've got to come to Jesus. Everyone who comes to me, who hears what I have to say, who does what I says, that's the three points. So what's, what's the magic formula to an unshakable life? Come to Jesus. Take next steps. So if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, can you start there today? Let's just take next steps today. Maybe you've made a decision to follow Jesus, but you're really not immersing yourself in truth. Maybe you don't take time daily to read the Bible. Could you start doing that? Could you take that next step? Okay, I've come to Jesus. Now I need to start hearing from him. I need to make sure I'm here on Sunday. Let's make it a priority. I need to be in, in a connect group. Why? Because I need to interact with people on a more regular basis. So maybe that's your next step. I've come to Jesus, but I really am not immersing in the truth. And what's the last step? Now you've got to start living it out. Now you've got to start walking in it. So maybe you've made a decision. Maybe you've been immersing yourself in truth. But maybe that last part is, I haven't really been obeying it. I read it. I kind of gloss over it. I haven't really applied it to my life. Here's what the New Living Translation has to say. Here's what it says. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on a solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it's well built. This is the promise. He gives an unshakable life, but there are things we've got to do. Come to him, hear truth, and obey his teachings. The citizen who is careful to carry through to action the teaching of Jesus is like the person who's carefully prepared the foundations of his house, carrying them down to bedrock. The citizen who responds to Jesus and does what he says is able to stand up to the harsh realities of life in a fallen world. The citizen who learns to see and act as Jesus does is able to face the floods, the disappointments, and the injuries that life can bring. This is the promise of Jesus. So even when surging waters beat against your life, if you face medical challenges, if your children make choices that could lead to ruin, if you lose your job or get into a car accident, your life can remain steady because it's centered on Jesus. What a wonderful promise we have in him. Jesus is the center, becomes Jesus your rock. To have an unshakable life, you have to have Jesus at the center. But for those who do not choose to follow Jesus, for those who might hear the teachings of Jesus but not apply them, these individuals have no foundation in life. Here's a message paraphrase of these verses. Get ready. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life. How many people in the church, we love to study God's word, we love to go to Bible studies, but have we really worked them into our life? That's what's being asked here. You're like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. 
Anybody aware that Jesus is skilled in the throat punch? That's one of those. We're going to keep getting into throat punches as we keep going, so I just might as well open it up to that. So be comfortable with that. He's challenging you here to say, we can't just be satisfied with Bible studies. We've got to start applying these things to our life. We've got to live like him. Let's not just come to hear the Bible. Let's come to hear it so we know what to do. Because if we don't apply these things to our lives, when problems come, we will be overwhelmed. Our life will have problems of being washed away. It's foolish to build a house without a foundation. We've got builders in this auditorium this morning. None of them would build a house without a foundation. No builder's going to invest in that kind of house. It's foolish to build a life without a foundation. It's foolish not to listen to Jesus. To ignore his teaching is to be set up to suffer a tragic loss. And the greatest of which, the greatest, is eternal separation from God. Jesus' concern here is, look, in this life you're going to face troubles. That's a direct quote from Jesus, the Son of God. In this life you're going to have troubles. So if he said it, pretty sure it's going to happen. In this life you're going to have troubles, but you know what? Here's what you do to set up your life in an unshakable manner. And not only that, once you pass from this life into the next, you're guaranteed eternity with God the Father. He wants you to have an unshakable life. Trouble, strife, turmoil, difficulty, hardship will come. You could lose your job. You might get sick. You're probably going to get sick. Let's just be honest. You're going to have trouble. That's what Jesus says. So don't set up your life in such a way as though to say, you know what? As long as everything, everything's going to be fine as long as nothing bad happens. But people set their lives up this way. But we can't operate this way because something's going to go wrong. That's what he's saying. A storm will come. Hardship, trials, strife, something's going to hit. And some of you don't pay any attention to the foundation, what you're building your life on. Just be honest with yourself this morning. You're not paying attention to that. So you're floating down the river. Why? Because storms come. You lived under that philosophy. Storms come. So now you're floating down the river and you're trying to build a foundation under a moving river. How many know that ain't going to happen? I can't tell you how many people I've interacted with. And, and, it, and it breaks my heart because they come in their life is a mess because they didn't build on a firm foundation. Now they're scrambling to try to build it, but it's really hard once you're in the river. Once the storm has come, the floodwaters rise, you're floating down a river, not the best time to build a foundation. When's a good time to build a foundation? Right now. Do it now. Maybe some of you are in the middle of a storm, but you know what? God still says the unshakable life can be lived if you come to me, you hear my truth, and you obey my teachings. Three things. Do those three things. So no matter where you're at, if you do that, you wind up with a rock-solid foundation. When you're floating down the river, so let's say that's where you find yourself, you can blame other people if you want. You can pass the buck. You can blame it on your parents. You can hope some elected official starts giving away free foundations. Here's foundations. Here you go. You know, you can hope for that. It's not going to happen. So let me just tell you that right now. You can take responsibility and say, this is my life. I've been told where my rock-solid foundation can be found, and I need to build my life upon it. I need to build my life around Jesus, him at the center. That's what you can do. So how do you build your life on Jesus? How do you set yourself up for an unshakable life? You need to figure out if you have a truth problem or an obedience problem. Figure it out. We, 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 we rally around these two issues. Basically, the three things are, I've not come to Jesus, or I have a truth problem, or I have an obedience problem. The words of Jesus are truth. Jesus is the truth. So are you reading your Bible? 
Truth comes through scripture. Truth comes through the conviction of the Holy Spirit. When God starts working in your life, don't ignore it. Listen to the Holy Spirit and start to live it out. Truth can come through godly friends who give good, godly counsel. Truth can come through reading good books or listening to good teachers. Truth can come through a lot of ways. Do you have a truth problem? Are you not inputting a lot of truth? You could be taking in information, but it might not be truth. Maybe you're reading things on how to fix your marriage, how to fix your life, but it might not be truth. If you're reading things on how to fix your marriage and it doesn't align with scripture, it's not truth. So again, it kind of goes back to, to examine, to know if it's truth, kind of need to know God's word, which means you need to be reading it. It all goes back to that. If what you're reading is not consistent with scripture, it's not truth. If God is saying one thing in his word and somebody's giving you a counsel that would go against this, it's not truth. Start evaluating things in light of this is truth. And I, I want to give you a piece of advice this morning. Don't believe everything you're told. How many should know that? Yeah, that's, that's good advice. But also don't believe everything you think. Why? Because of something called scholars. So here's a, here's a word for you. You can write this one down. Look it up later. The noetic effects of sin. Noetic effects of sin. What it basically says is that our mind has taken on the effects of sin and sometimes there's faulty thinking. Why do you think Paul says, renew your mind, take every thought captive, because we know that that exists. So don't believe everything that you think. It can be faulty. Our natural state really is evil inclinations. I, I read from Psalm 51.5 last week that said we were born into sin. So the way that you, get, you combat this, the way you come against this, the way you can take every thought captive is again, immerse yourself in truth. So figure out, do you have a truth problem this morning? Are you not immersing in God's truth? But maybe you are immersing yourself in truth and maybe you have an obedience problem. Jesus said, everyone who comes to me, hears my word and obeys them. So that's the last part. To live as a citizen of heaven, obedience is required. For your life to be unshakable, you must follow what Jesus says. Immersing in, hearing truth, plus obedience equals a rock solid foundation. So here's my summary. Truth plus obedience equals an unshakable life. Truth plus obedience leads to an unshakable life. So how do we obey the truth of Jesus? We love in a way that's different from the world. We're merciful and gracious to others. We work on our own faults instead of focusing on those of others. Mercy, love, and grace, they dominate our character. To build your life well, you must be obedient to Jesus. And maybe you're new to the church and you feel like, I don't really know a whole lot about Jesus. Let me say this, what you do know, let's obey it. Start there. When we were working in the Middle East, the, the, we, the first thing we'd focus on is obedience. So we would teach God's word and we'd ask, now how are you gonna apply it? Because we knew if they understood obedience, they could do incredible things with their life. So what you do know, start today by obeying that. And God will continue to grow the truth in your life and you can live that out as well. As you see needs, meet needs. Show forgiveness. Live a life of generosity. Those are all great places to start. You can have an unshakable life by obeying Jesus. Shelley have found that uh, our faith in Jesus really is what's provided the firm foundation for us to weather any storm that this life could bring. Jesus at the center is our firm foundation, and I want that for you as well. You know, in the course of this message, what's the Holy Spirit highlighted in your life? Because the Holy Spirit is sure to do it. He's good to highlight things in our lives. Is it a truth issue, or do you need to learn obedience to follow in? Where are you lacking in the establishment of an unshakable life? I don't know what it is, but the Holy Spirit does, and I trust that he's going to point it out to your life right now. Our desire in this church is that you have the truth in you and obedience moving through you. 
I want the truth in you, and I want obedience moving through your life, because that's what leads to an unshakable life. You need to walk in obedience. Uh, the best way to reinforce that is in the context of community. I can tell you right now, there's no way that you can walk the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, engage with no Christian community, and live a life of obedience. We need one another, hands down. You've got to be in Christian community to live a life of obedience. Immerse in truth, immerse in God's word, and walk in obedience. And that's best done in the context of community. So if you're not in a connect group, you can sign up for one on Main Street Theater. We want you to be in community. I'm going to close with the words of Jesus. He says in verse 47, These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are the foundation words, words to build a life on. I want you to build your your life on these words. In fact, it is interesting, as you come into this place and worship on a Sunday morning, God's word is under your feet. When they dedicated this building, I wasn't here for this, but there's scripture carved out over this entire floor. So you come in, you're actually standing on the foundation of God's word. But I want your entire life to be grounded in his word. So may you be able to figure out where it is that you're lacking and follow and take next steps today. I'm gonna invite you to stand as we close in song this morning. If I could invite the prayer team to just come down to the front, would you guys be willing to do that this morning? Prayer team, if you could come down to the front here this morning, just could you line the front of the sanctuary? You don't have to go to the side. Just come down to the front. Maybe you're here today and you realize, I have not built my life on the foundation of Jesus because I've never taken that first step to say, I need to come and make a decision to follow him. But maybe you're here and you realize, man, I want that unshakable foundation. I want an unshakable life. And so you'd say, I want to make a decision to follow Jesus today. With every head bowed in this room today, I just want to pray with you before we go. If that's you today and you'd say, I need the rock solid foundation that only Jesus can bring. I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. If that's you today, would you just raise your hand and say, that's me today. I need Jesus. I need to know him as Lord. I need to know him as Savior. I'm glad to know him as a good teacher, but I need to know him as more than that. Over here on the right, anybody else? I would say, I want to know you, Jesus. I want to know you. I want to make a decision to come after you. I want to make that first step today. Over here on the left, anybody else? Anybody that would say, I want to follow Jesus today. I want to come to you. Over here on the the right, anybody else that would say, I want to follow you today, Jesus? Jesus, I just pray for everybody in this room today. May everyone here today take next steps in following you today. Lord, if we are lacking in the area of not having made a decision and to accept the invitation, the incredible invitation we have to follow you, I just pray that you would pierce hearts today. May you help them make that decision today. Or God, if there's people that are here that, that need to hear your truth, they've made a decision to follow you, but they've really not been immersing themselves in truth, may they decide today to start immersing themselves in truth. And God, maybe there's people here that they've heard your word for a long time, but they really haven't walked in obedience to it. I just pray, Jesus, that they would obey your teachings today in Jesus' name. God, we just want your presence in this place to invade the hearts and lives of many that we can follow in next steps today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you made that decision today to to follow Jesus, to say, I want to, to take that first step that Jesus says, everyone who comes to me, Can I just encourage you this morning simply as a way to celebrate you and to give you what it takes to follow Jesus for a lifetime? Because we don't want you to stop there. You've heard it this morning. I want you to come to Jesus, but I want you to hear his truth. I want you to walk a lifetime in his name. So if you made that decision today, would you be willing to step out from your at and just come down and meet with one of these prayer uh, partners today? 
So if you made that decision, raise your hand. Simply come out. We're just going to celebrate you this morning. Can we celebrate them today? Basically, I want to give you first dibs, because here's what I want to do this morning. In our time of worship this morning, God was just impressing on me hard to help people uh, move into the place of next steps. And so can we do this this morning? I don't usually do this on a Sunday morning. It's 1140. We've got time. We're going to sing, and we're just going to close in song this morning. But I would like you to take a physical step as representative of a spiritual step that you're going to commit yourself to today. Because I don't want you to walk out of this place without, without saying, God, I really do commit myself to next steps today. So maybe you're here and you've made a decision to follow Jesus, but you're not immersing in truth. So what I'm going to invite us to do is we close in song. They're going to d- jump in and I just want you to step out from the aisle and say, you know what, that's me. I've made a decision, but I'm not immersing in truth. But I'm going to take a step toward the altar today as a physical step of a spiritual reality of I'm taking next steps today. Or maybe you're here and you say, I've been hearing truth for a lot of years, but I haven't been applying it to my life but I'm going to commit myself to it today. So I want you to step out from the aisle. Let's just fill the altar this morning to say, Jesus, we're going to take next steps. We're committing to it today. We want to build our life on a rock solid foundation. We want an unshakable life in your name. So we're going to take physical steps toward a spiritual reality today. Can we do that today? So as they step in, thanks Deanne, still feel free to start coming out from the aisles. Come to the front, just say, I'm taking physical steps for a spiritual reality I want in my life because I want everything that you ask, Jesus. I want to be obedient to your teachings. I want to immerse myself in your truth. And let's just close in song as we sing to our good, good Father this morning.